The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Well, astronomical summer is finally here. It actually happened yesterday with the summer solstice. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023, Thursday of the 11th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle 1. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of Saints Thomas More and John Fisher. Thomas More was born in 1478. He was a literary scholar, eminent lawyer, gentleman, father of four children, and Chancellor of England. He was truly a man for all seasons, beheaded on Tower Hill, London, July 6, 1535, for steadfastly refusing to approve King Henry VIII's divorce and remarriage and establishment of the Church of England. John Fisher was born in 1469. He was asked to study the question of King Henry VIII's marriage to Catherine of Aragon, he incurred Henry's anger by defending the validity of the king's marriage with Catherine and later by rejecting Henry's claim to be the supreme head of the Church of England. He was condemned and executed just a couple of weeks before Thomas More. Saints Thomas More and John Fisher, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. God, you know the desires of our hearts for authentic peace, justice, and love. I offer you my prayers, thoughts, words, actions, joys, and sufferings today, together with Jesus, who continues to offer himself to us in the Eucharist, who continues to reveal himself to us in the poor, the oppressed, the marginalized, the unborn, the most vulnerable in our world. May your Holy Spirit be my guide and strength today so that I may be a witness to your love, your justice, and your peace, and to the sanctity of each human life. Together with Mary, our mother, sister, and friend, she who carried the Savior in her womb, with all the communion of saints, and with all of us who offer ourselves to you for the good of others today, we pray. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that the international community may commit in a concrete way to ensuring the abolition of torture and guarantee support to victims and their families. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord Jesus Christ, I thought of beginning my prayer by making reference to the Gospel of today, taken from the Gospel of Matthew, that contains such powerful yet tender words. You say to the disciples, in praying, do not babble like the pagans, who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not subject us to the final test, but deliver us from the evil one. If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. Lord Jesus, first of all, I'd like to admit that there is so much divine wisdom packed in such few words. Yet, I only have this ten minutes to contemplate these words. I can only imagine the countless commentaries written by many holy men and women, such as the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas. And I would like to start with this word, Father. Although Matthew may have written originally in Aramaic or in Hebrew, the Latin translation of the word Father is Pater. And it is from Pater that we derive words like Patriot, Patriarch, Patrimony, Patristic, and so on. And Jesus, you teach us to begin with that word, Father. That word that sounds so sweet in my lips. And here I would like to bring to mind some words that the Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI writes in his book, Jesus of Nazareth, the first volume, where he says, and I quote, We begin with a salutation, Father. Reinhold Schneider writes a propos of this in his exposition on the Our Father. The Our Father begins with a great consolation. We are allowed to say, Father. This one word contains the whole history of redemption. We are allowed to say, Father, because the Son was our brother and has revealed the Father to us. Because, thanks to what Christ has done, we have once more become children of God. End of quote. And Jesus, what I want to say is thank you. Thank you for having made me a son of our Father God, a son in you, because we are children of God, thanks to your redemptive act. I also realize that it is difficult for some to take this word Father like you have expressed it. Why? Well, Benedict XVI continues and he says, It is true, of course, that contemporary men and women have difficulty experiencing the great consolation of the word Father immediately, since the experience of the Father is in many cases either completely absent or is obscured by inadequate examples of fatherhood. And the first thing I'd like to do, Jesus, is to tell you that I am sorry for the many times as a father that I have obscured this fatherhood of God. And I would like to also say that I am sorry on behalf of the many fathers who have obscured or been absent when they should have been present to present this image of the Heavenly Father. And so, Jesus, how can we really get to know this Father, this Our Father? And I like the solution that Benedict XVI suggests, because he says we must therefore let Jesus teach us what Father really means. And Jesus, what do you teach us about the Father? Well, Benedict XVI continues, and I quote, In Jesus' discourses, the Father appears as the source of all good, as a measure of the rectitude or perfection of man. Here he quotes you, Lord. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. 
And then Benedict the Sixteenth continues, The love that endures to the end, which the Lord fulfilled on the cross in praying for his enemies, shows us the essence of the Father. He is this love. Because Jesus brings it to completion, he is entirely Son, and he invites us to become sons according to this criterion. End of quote. Further on, Jesus, the Holy Father reminds us that you taught us of this Father who gives us good things. When he considers that text from another passage of Matthew, where you say, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? The Holy Father enriches the figure of the Father when he brings in your words, Jesus, taken from the Gospel of Luke, when he says, and I quote, Luke specifies the good gifts that the Father gives us. He says, How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And then he concludes by saying, This means that the gift of God is God himself. The good things that he gives us are himself. I just finished reading a book published by Ignatius Press that's titled The Miracle of Father Capone, Priest, Soldier and Korean War Hero. The now servant of God was born in 1916 in Kansas and was ordained priest in 1940. He eventually ended up serving as a military chaplain in 1944. During the Second World War, he served in India and Burma, and in 1949 he was sent to Japan. In July of 1950, he left for Korea to serve in the Korean War. Throughout the months of fighting, Capone gained a reputation for bravery, serving the troops, rescuing the wounded and dead, and ministering to the living by performing baptisms, hearing confessions, offering Holy Communion and celebrating Mass on the improvised altar set up on the front end of a jeep. Several times, his masked jeep and trailer were destroyed by enemy fire. His fellow soldiers told how Father Capone had at least two tobacco pipes shot out of his mouth as he dragged wounded men off the battlefield. On November 1st, All Saints Day 1950, Father Capone celebrated four Masses for soldiers. That night, a little after midnight, a fierce battle broke out. Father Capone turned down several offers to escape in order to take care of the men who were injured and dying. Eventually, Father Capone and his men were surrounded and captured as prisoners of war, and they set out on a death march. And after many days, the survivors ended up in a death camp for prisoners of war close to the border with China in North Korea in a town called Pyokhtong, all throughout the war, the death march, and in the prisoner of war death camp, Father Capone never ceased to be a father. Every night, the priest sneaked into various huts, where he passed around a little food, his lit pipe, and a bit of hope. Would anyone care to say a little prayer? Some atheists say that they ended up saying the rosary with him. As they were being starved to death, Father Capone knew that he had to get food from somewhere, and so on certain nights he will gather a few men in the dark, and together they will pray to St. Dismas, the good thief, and off they will go into the night to steal food. Maybe I shouldn't say it, said Joseph O'Connor, a fellow prisoner of war, but he was the best food thief we had, he said in reference to Father Capone.
And so, Jesus, as I come to the end of this prayer, all I can say is thank you for this figure of Father Capone who exhibited what it means to be a father. And as his fellow prisoners of war said and carved in his memorial in his hometown in Kansas, Father Capone was all man, all priest. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, perfections and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Anytime you want more of 10 Minutes with Jesus, you'll find it on the Relevant Radio app and on RelevantRadio.com. We'll begin this day of prayer in just a couple of minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Thursday of the 11th week in Ordinary Time, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church in prayer now as we begin the liturgical day. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and And my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us, so will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. The earth has yielded its fruit. For God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Look on us, Lord, and see how we are despised. 
Look, Look on us, Lord, and, and see how we are despised. And yet you, Lord, have rejected and spurned and are angry with the one you have anointed. You have broken your covenant with your servant and dishonored his crown in the dust. You have broken down all his walls and reduced his fortresses to ruins. He is despoiled by all who pass by. He has become the taunt of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have made his sword give way. You have not upheld him in battle. You have brought his glory to an end. You have hurled his throne to the ground. You have cut short the years of his youth. You have heaped disgrace upon him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, as, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Look, Look on us, Lord, and, and see how we are despised. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like a fire? Remember, Lord, the shortness of my life and how frail you have made the sons of men. What man can live and never see death? Who can save himself from the grasp of the grave? Where are your mercies of the past, O Lord, which you have sworn in your faithfulness to David? Remember, Lord, how your servant is taunted, how I have to bear all the insults of the peoples. Thus your enemies taunt me, O Lord mocking your anointed at every step. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, God of mercy and fidelity, you made a new and lasting pact with men and sealed it in the blood of your Son. Forgive the folly of our disloyalty, and make us keep your commandments, so that in your new covenant we may be witness and heralds of your faithfulness and love on earth, and sharers of your glory in heaven. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born, or the earth, or the world brought forth, you are God. Without beginning, or end. You turn men back into dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. 
you sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up in flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exult and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, you give us life despite our guilt and even add days and years to our lives in order to bring us wisdom. Make us love and obey you so that the works of our hands may always display what your hands have done until the day we gaze upon the beauty of your face. Our, our years wither away like grass, but, but you, Lord God, are, are eternal. In you is the source of life. In your light we see light itself. A reading from the book of Judges. The Israelites said to Gideon, Rule over us, you, your son, and your son's son, for you rescued us from the power of Midian. But Gideon answered them, I will not rule over you, nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord must rule over you. Now Gideon had seventy sons, his direct descendants, for he had many wives. His concubine who lived in Shechem also bore him a son, whom he named Abimelech. At a good old age, Gideon, son of Joash, died and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash in the Ophrah of the Abizarites. Abimelech, son of Jerubbaal, went to his mother's kinsmen in Shechem and said to them and to the whole clan to which his mother's family belonged, Put this question to all the citizens of Shechem. Which is better for you, that seventy men or all Jerubbaal's sons rule over you, or that one man rule over you? You must remember that I am your own flesh and blood. 
when his mother's kin repeated these words to them on his behalf. All the citizens of Shechem sympathized with Abimelech, thinking he is our kinsman. They also gave him seventy silver shekels from the temple of Baal of Berith, with which Abimelech hired shiftless men and ruffians as his followers. He then went to his ancestral house in Ophrah and slew his brothers, the seventy sons of Jerubbaal, on one stone. Only the youngest son of Jerubbaal, Jotham, escaped, for he was hidden. Then all the citizens of Shechem and all Beth Milo came together and proceeded to make Abimelech king by the terebinth at the memorial pillar in Shechem. When this was reported to him, Jotham went to the top of Mount Gerizim and standing there cried out to them in a loud voice, Hear me, citizens of Shechem, that God may then hear you. Once the trees went to anoint a king over themselves, so they said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree answered them, Must I give up my rich oil, whereby men and gods are honored, and go to wave over the trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, Come, you reign over us. But the fig tree answered them, Must I give up my sweetness and my good fruit and go to wave over the trees? Then the trees said to the vine, Come, you, and reign over us. But the vine answered them, Must I give up my wine that cheers gods and men and go to wave over the trees? Then all the trees said to the buckthorn, Come, you reign over us. But the buckthorn replied to the trees, If you wish to anoint me king over you in good faith, come and take refuge in my shadow. Otherwise let fire come from the buckthorn and devour the cedars of Lebanon. If then you have acted in good faith and with honor toward Jerubbaal and his family this day, rejoice in Abimelech, and may he in turn rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come forth from Abimelech to devour the citizens of Shechem and Bethmilo, and let fire come forth from the citizens and Bethmilo to devour Abimelech. The Word of the Lord I will not rule over you, nor shall my son. The Lord Lord will will rule over over you. you. Praise and honor, glory and power to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. The The Lord Lord will will rule over you. you. From a Treatise on the Lord's Prayer by St. Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr As the Lord's Prayer continues, we ask, 
Give us this day our daily bread. We can understand this petition in a spiritual and in a literal sense. For in the divine plan both senses may help toward our salvation. For Christ is the bread of life. This bread does not belong to everyone, but is ours alone. When we say, Our Father, we understand that He is the Father of those who know Him and believe in Him. In the same way we speak of our daily bread, because Christ is the bread of those who touch His body. Now we who live in Christ and receive His Eucharist, the food of salvation, ask for this bread to be given us every day. Otherwise, we may be forced to abstain from this communion because of some serious sin. In this way, we shall be separated from the body of Christ, as he taught us in the words, I am the bread of life which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats my bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Christ is saying then that anyone who eats his bread will live forever. Clearly they possess life who approach his body and share in the Eucharistic communion. For this reason, we should be apprehensive and pray that no one has to abstain from this communion, lest he be separated from the body of Christ and be far from salvation. Christ has warned of this. If you do not eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. We pray for his daily bread, Christ, to be given to us. With his help, we who live and abide in him will never be separated from his body and his grace. After this, we ask pardon for our sins in the words, And forgive us our trespasses. The gift of bread is followed by a prayer for forgiveness. To be reminded that we are sinners and forced to ask forgiveness for our faults is prudent and sound. Even while we are asking God's forgiveness, our hearts are aware of our state. This command to pray daily for our sins reminds us that we commit sin every day. No one should complacently think himself innocent, lest his pride lead to further sin. Such is the warning that John gives us in his letter. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just and will forgive our sins. His letter includes both points, that we should beg for forgiveness for our sins and that we receive pardon when we do. He calls the Lord faithful because he remains loyal to his promise by forgiving us our sins. He both taught us to pray for our sins and our faults, and also promised to show us a Father's mercy and forgiveness. In you, Lord, is my hope, and I shall never hope in vain, for you are my rock and my fortress. For, for your, your name's sake, lead and guide me. Look at my misery and suffering, and forgive all my sins. For your name's sake, lead and guide me. Let us pray. O God, strength of those who hope in you, graciously hear our pleas. And, since without you mortal frailty can be nothing, grant us always the help of your grace. 
that in following your commands we may please you by our resolve and our deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. I'll bet that you have a good chunk of today's gospel memorized by heart. It's coming up in just a few minutes along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, June 22, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord says that we should not babble like the pagans when we pray, and what he gives us instead is pretty simple, and his explanation is equally simple. It's from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. And in praying... Do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Today we observe the optional memorial of two of the great martyrs of England, Thomas More and John Fisher. Thomas More was truly a man for all seasons. We get just a little bit more insight into him in today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal from Volume 6, Special Feasts. Give me thy grace, good Lord, to set the world as naught, to have my mind well united to you, to not depend on the changing opinions of others, so that I may think joyfully of God and tenderly implore his help, so that I may lean on God's strength and make an effort to love him, so as to thank him ceaselessly for his benefits, so as to redeem the time I have wasted. The saint wrote these words in the margin of the Book of Hours he had with him in the Tower of London. They were days when he gave himself over completely to contemplating the Passion and in this way to preparing himself for his own death in union with the death Christ suffered on the cross. St. Thomas's last moments on earth were seen not only by God. His love for God had been clear to everyone around him. Day by day in his family life, in his simple, pleasant manner, 
in the way he carried out his profession as a lawyer, in holding the highest post in the land, that of Lord Chancellor. It was through fulfilling the duties of each day, some of which were important, others less important, that he sanctified himself and helped others to find God. Among many other examples of his effective apostolate, he has left us that of the apostolate he did with his son-in-law, who had fallen into the Lutheran heresy. I have borne a long time with your husband, Sir Thomas said to his daughter Margaret. I have reasoned and argued with him on these points of religion and given to him my poor fatherly counsel, but I perceive none of all this able to call him home, and therefore, Meg, I will no longer dispute with him, but will clean give him over and get me to God to pray for him. Moore's words and prayers were effective, as soon afterwards Roper returned to the fullness of the faith. He became an exemplary Christian and suffered much through remaining loyal to the Catholic faith. St. Thomas More remains among us as a living example for our conduct as Christians. He is the fruitful seed of peace and joy, as was his passage on earth at home among his family and friends, in the forum, in the law courts, in the university chair, at court, in the embassies, in parliament, and in government. He is also the silent patron of England who shed his blood in defense of the unity of the church and of the spiritual power of the vicar of Christ. And as the blood of Christians is a germinating seed, the blood of Thomas More slowly seeps into and soaks the souls of those who approach him drawn by his prestige, his sweetness of character, and his strength. More will be the silent apostle of the return to the faith of a whole nation. We ask John Fisher and Thomas More to teach us to imitate them in their Christian coherence, so that we may live as God wants us to, in all things both great and small, whatever the circumstances of our lives. In the words of the Liturgy of the Feast, we make our request, In the death of your martyrs, O God, we see the noblest of testimonies to the true faith. Grant, we pray, that strengthened by the prayers of St. Thomas More and St. John Fisher, we may bear witness in our lives to the faith that we confess with our mouths. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and it's right there at your local Catholic bookstore. It's time to join our voices, our hands, and our hearts with the entire church now in prayer as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. On the holy mountain is his city, cherished by the Lord. The Lord prefers the gates of Zion to all Jacob's dwellings. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Babylon and Egypt I will count among those who know me. Philistia. Tyre, Ethiopia, these will be her children, and Zion shall be called Mother, for all shall be her children. It is he, the Lord Most High, 
who gives each his place. In the register of peoples he writes, These are her children. And while they dance they will sing, And you all find their home. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, your only Son wept over ancient Jerusalem, soon to be destroyed for its lack of faith. He established the new Jerusalem firmly upon rock and made it the mother of the faithful. Make us rejoice in your church and grant that all people may be reborn into the freedom of your spirit. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. The Lord, the the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Here comes with power the Lord God, who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd he feeds his flock. In his arms he gathers the lambs, carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. Who has cupped in his hand the waters of the sea and marked off the heavens with a span? Who has held in a measure the dust of the earth, weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord or has instructed him as his counselor? Whom did he consult to gain knowledge? Who taught him the path of judgment or showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations count as a drop of the bucket as rust on the scales. The coastlands weigh no more than powder. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor its animals be enough for holocausts. Before him, all the nations are as naught, as nothing, and void he accounts them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. The Lord is king. The peoples tremble. He is throned on the cherubim. The earth quakes. The Lord is great in Zion. He is supreme over all the peoples. Let them praise his name, so terrible and great. He is holy, full of power. You are a king who loves what is right. You have established equity, justice, and right. You have established them. 
in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow down before Zion his footstool. He, the Lord, is holy. Among the priests were Aaron and Moses. Among those who invoked his name was Samuel. They invoked the Lord and he answered. To them he spoke in the pillar of cloud. They did his will. They kept the law which he, the Lord, had given. O Lord our God, you answered them. For them you were a God who forgives. Yet you punished all their offenses. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, you are the source of all holiness. Though no one can see you and live, you give life most generously and in an even greater way, restore it. Sanctify your priests through your life-giving word and consecrate your people in his blood until our eyes see your face. Give Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. A reading from 1 Peter. As generous distributors of God's manifold grace, put your gifts at the service of one another, each in the measure he has received. The one who speaks is to deliver God's message. The one who serves is to do it with the strength provided by God. Thus, in all of you, God is to be glorified through Jesus Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. From the depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. From From the the depths depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, me, O Lord. I will do what you desire, hear me, O Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. From From the the depths depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. Let us serve the Lord in holiness and he will save us from our enemies. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation 
by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. Let us joyfully cry out in thanks to God the Father, whose love guides and nourishes his people. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. May May you be be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Most merciful Father, we praise you for your love. For you wondrously created us and even more wondrously restored us to grace. May May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. At the beginning of this day, fill our hearts with zeal for serving you so that our thoughts and actions may redound to your glory. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Purify our hearts of every evil desire. Make us intent on doing your will. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Open our hearts to the needs of all men. Fill us with brotherly love. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful and ever-living God, shine with the light of your radiance on a people who live in the shadow of death. Let the dawn from on high break upon us, your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, John and Glenn are standing by with morning air in just a couple of minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.